This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Peter Shout out that guy, yes. The majesty. Oh, my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, Cheap Heat, on this Tuesday, January the 9th. We are back again. The physically vacationing stack guy, Greg, I believe is physically vacationing as we speak. And uh, in his stead on this Tuesday is uh, the Miz himself, a.k.a. Dipperstein. How are you? Mm, Welcome to Hollywood. You're giving... We're recording after 8 a.m., but you're giving big 7 a.m. energy today. Did you stay up late last night? Yeah, I'm just I'm, I didn't get much sleep last night. So I'm, uh, you know, you recovering from the Golden Globes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I can't get my house to be the right temperature because oh, it's freezing in L.A. right now for L.A. So I I, I'm you know, it's it's just a you know, it's it's a struggle to uh, stay asleep when uh, you wake up freezing, you wake up hot, you wake up freezing, you wake up hot. What is, let's see, the temperature right now. Oh, my goodness. It is currently 46 in Los Angeles. Yeah. I got news for you, folks. It's like the same temperature here. I will. I mean, I walked out of my house this morning to go to work. It was frigid. Frigid. Yeah, I mean, don't worry, though. Yeah, by one o'clock, you can go out for a nice 60 degree lunch, though. So you'll be just fine. Yeah. But at nighttime. Yeah, look at that. 40s overnight. Cold up a storm. Um. All right. Well, and by the way, Troy, remind us where where did uh, did SUG say he was going on vacation? Yes. Where was he? Where was he going? The physically vacationing one. Jamaica. Was it Jamaica? I don't think so. I might be making that up. The man. The, let, let me tell you something. The man. He he has not been on vacation for a long time, so he's very 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 overdue. Um, Dipperstein, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I, I watched a good portion of uh, the wrestling. No, you watched um, the have, wrestling? I, yeah, I have some thoughts. I do love wrestling. I do think it's great. Um, and uh, I got to tell you, I really enjoyed the Drew McIntyre CM Punk segment. Wow. wow. How? It, did, it was everything you hate about wrestling. I know, but I'm choosing to be optimistic today. All right. 
Okay. Um, I forgot how great CM Punk is ultimately on the mic. It had been a while since he did something. I guess he did the Seth Rollins thing a couple of weeks ago, but he's consistently good on the mic. And, and this week proved that again. Drew McIntyre is got to be the most improved mic work guy in the biz today. I mean, from where he was five years ago on the mic to where he is now, I don't think I there's any comparison. I, so, I, and, he is, he, I agree. He's much, much better. And Brian Mann and I both discussed how um, this evil Drew McIntyre is the way it should have always been. Yeah, and but I have a major is, problem with that. What's that? He wasn't evil last night. He, they, they, to me, they almost made him back into babyface versus babyface. It was like, yeah, I, I guess he, you guess. Yeah, he, 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 his story of why he doesn't like him was like, feel bad for me. I went through yeah. these hard times. You weren't there for me. And then in the end, when punk was a complete, you know what, and walks out, if you're a bad guy, you, you punch him in the back. Like, what are we doing? He just yeah, that I, walked I, off. That's a, that's a good point. In the in in the middle of Punk's last statement, when Punk when when Punk tried to pull that, um, hey, you know, I'm just about out of time for blah blah blah, and he starts to look at his watch, he should have hit him with the microphone in the face like that. To me, that was a great moment to solidify Drew McIntyre as the heel and Punk as the babyface. Was for Punk to just absolutely get pummeled last night by Drew McIntyre. I was a little I was a little put off by that i mean i i get very frustrated and i know you do too by the lack of commitment to what a character is drew yeah, well, just went full-on crazy bad guy who attacks people backstage and beats the hell out of them and last night he wasn't really a bad guy i, I don't i didn't think i think they were trying to make it as soulful and emotional as a, of a segment as they possibly could and as a result, sort of, we're a little inconsistent in that in 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 Drew's new way of thinking. We're going to, you mean, like they wanted to make it like as as steeped in reality as possible? Yeah, I think they wanted it to be feel as real and as soulful as possible. I wanted, they, I, I think they wanted you to feel something. Okay, but perfect. Then at the end, have him beat him up, so we can get reminded this is a wrestling situation. You you literally argue the opposite side of yourself every week. You make no sense. You literally hate stuff like this. You to you this isn't a story. Why, why do I care that they don't like each other backstage? This is exactly what you hate. They they got away from the wrestling part of it, and now you're like, no. I mean, they did a good job. No, I I just I, think I don't understand. I thought that they had good chemistry on the mic. I thought that the good, the back and forth sounded genuine to me. I agree. That, I, I do agree. I, I thought it was a generally engaging. I agree. It was definitely an engaging thing. I just, I, it makes me think they're not going to have Drew really be a bad guy here. And to have just had him go that far, the other extreme. I mean, what's next? Is Ludwig Kaiser next week going to come out and turn out he's not that bad a guy? He didn't mean to almost kill Kofi Kingston. Hey, let's just have a good chat. I I, I don't know. Brian Waters, what's your what's your read on this? You're a big wrestling fan. You love wrestling and think it's great. Am I am I out of line for for thinking that Drew should have beat up CM Punk in some way or done something last night? No, now that you say something, I'm like, hmm, you're right. I think that brings it home. It seems like Punk just being a little bit protective from physicality on television. Like is, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe. Yeah. But you're spot on with that. I think that would have drove this home and it would have got more people to hate Drew as opposed to feeling like, eh. well, that, exactly. If you want them to hate Drew beating up the old returning star who no one has seen a hand near him yet on TV. And then the, the first way you see him have any sort of contact is from behind getting hit in the back of the head with a microphone and stomped out. That would have been, I was waiting for him to run up the ramp after him. Um, but you know what? I should celebrate. Dipperstein enjoyed a Drew McIntyre segment. I'm giving you a hard time for being inconsistent. I know. It's not nice. You enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Here I am being, uh, you know, an optimist and positive about Monday Night Raw. I and, and I'm, I'm getting, I can see your, the, the, the smoke coming out of your ears. <sighs> well, it was just, you're, you are very hard to read. I, I like you just sometimes, because I don't under, I totally disagree with you with your overall take of not liking you liked last night for the exact reason you don't like 
Punk and Rollins. I don't dislike Punk and Rollins. I don't yeah, but you Punk you don't Rollins. think you think the story's not really something. And I, I don't know. I mean, I guess last night maybe based in reality. Obviously, none of us know. Um, I know that they've been subtly working the Drew McIntyre angle of anger at Punk since he came back. You remember the first night he stormed off? Yes. So they've been they've been running an angle of Drew really doesn't like Punk the whole time. Right. And so maybe it is, maybe it is based in reality. Now, here's the question. Is this just to give Punk something else to do before we get to Mania? But Drew is like a really big star. Is this or is think- this going to be WrestleMania? No, I don't think so. I I, I think um, they are pitting him against all the top guys in some capacity on TV leading up to the Royal Rumble so that it feels like he has so many enemies in the Rumble and everyone is sort of after Punk trying to prevent him from reaching the mountaintop. That's that's what I gather from what this is. I like, like that. I, I don't think that the Drew thing is going to continue each week. I think like now he's established himself as hating Drew, or like the two of them have established themselves as having an issue. And uh, we'll watch it sort of play out subtly while all the other, you know, mini feuds that he's having play out as well. That's I, I, it has to be that right. Otherwise, what are they going to do? Because you can't really like have a rushed thing with Drew McIntyre where they just like do something at the chamber. It wouldn't even make sense. So I, I guess you're right. It's to it's to establish the rumble for him. And then you you now would assume CM Punk wins the Royal Rumble. Yes, I think he will win. I think he will win the Royal Rumble and call out Seth Rollins. And you believe Rock and Roman at Mania? Yes. And Cody Rhodes would then end up in the in a triple threat or, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's him and Drew. Maybe Randy. I don't know. We got Drew. I you, we had this conversation last week. I know. It's, it's the hardest conversation. I, it I think it's I think it, it's, it's a testament to how many top guys there are right now. How many people are over? How many people, you know, you know, everyone wants to be seen. Well. Yeah, but also the second you get to the third one, you're like, I don't know where exactly where to put him. Because Cody, I, I, I maybe Randy is the best pl- place to put Cody. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Um, Both I baby mean, faces though. Yeah, which is you know a thing people do. Not my not my all time favorite, but it often does. It often does happen. Um, but I, I got to tell you, by the way, I mentioned the Kofi Kingston thing in passing. If you didn't see it, see it yet. Ludwig Kaiser took him out with like a a ridiculous sort of flying kick to the face where Kofi's head went into the steel steps to take him out of commission. Kofi's the man, dude. That looked so bad. I didn't see it yet. Oh, it looked awesome. Like I, I just didn't see that part. I was not paying attention. Brian, Brian, you you saw that part, I'm assuming. Yeah. He's just the man, dude. Like Kofi just, he, it looked so crazy. Although I will say, has Kofi all of a sudden with now that Woods is off TV and Big E is obviously gone, has Kofi now just gone to the like wearing pajamas portion of his career? You, you know what Timu is? is? Is that how you say it, Timu? The is, Amazon is that, alternative? Is that what that, is that what that was? That's what Twitter was saying. He's wearing Timu uh, outfit, Timu gear. It looked like he was just wearing long basketball shorts. Yeah. Like, honestly, Dip, they looked like your comfy shorts. They, he looked like he was wearing Dip. Dip has this weird habit of going from being impeccably dressed to when he's at home. He has to wear clothes that are so tattered and beaten. It's like they don't have one more wear in them. The shirt is like see-through. The pants show way too much. I mean, this, this is what Dip wears around the house. I mean, he's it's It's insane. Literally, Kofi looked like he reached into Dipperstein's <laughs> nighttime drawer and threw on some PJs. I have a nighttime drawer. I do. I, I have. <laughs> I do. Um, oh, but I will, tattered and beaten clothes. He, I know. He really loves tattered clothing. But uh, I will say, it was a, it was an important night for Ludwig Kaiser. I thought, I thought in one segment, Kaiser got much more intriguing. 
I'm he, very intrigued by him. I think he's mage. Well, you know then you got to then you got to rewatch last night's segment because it was the most to. impactful moment he's had so far as a single star. Last night, to me, Ludwig Kaiser sort of separated himself from number two guy in Imperium, who like stands next to Gunther to like a really credible threat on his own. I thought that happened last night, which is pretty cool. Um, I mean, and and honestly, given how severe that was. It could have been the beginning of setting us up for a, a match at WrestleMania. That that could be a mid-card match, Ludwig Kaiser and Kofi Kingston, with some sort of implications at WrestleMania, because I would imagine what was an update? Did they give an update, Brian, to what Kofi's status is afterwards? Um, I didn't see one, but let me check. I feel like they did. I feel like I saw something on social media or, or something. Maybe I'm wrong. But um, you should check that out, Dipperstein, if you if you get a chance. I'm going to. I'm going to. I gotta finish the episode. Um, uh, then you had Cody Rhodes in the, and, and also for anyone who's paying attention, as you can hear, a decision has been made on the show. We got a message from, um, one of the Peckerheads who truly cares about the, the program. And they said, love the show, love everything about the show. I cannot listen to you and Dipperstein talk like babies on the podcast. And in that moment, I said, I rarely do this, but I think he's made a salient point. I think we have to retire Cody Woods. <laughs> All right. Bye, Cody Woods. <laughs> it, it, it's been wheel. <laughs> Maybe on very special occasions, we'll, we'll bring him back out or if we're talking about kids. But last week, Dipperstein and I basically baby talked the entire episode. <laughs> So <laughs> I thought it was a fun bit for a while. It was, but I, but I, but you also understood. You didn't argue when I sent you the email. You had, yeah, well, you know, yeah, it was a good point to be made. I'm happy to lose uh, Cody Woods. All right. I'll never say it again. So, so, the, <laughs> so, so you're not, we are not going to say that last night, Cody Woods had a sweet fight. <laughs> uh, um, anyways, um, so, so the timekeeper got taken out. The timekeeper got missed it last night, dip. Cody ducked the mist and, and, and sadly the timekeeper took it right in the eye. Oh boy. Yeah. You hate no to more see that. keeping time for him. Yeah. You, you, you hate to see it. Um, Cody mounts a big comeback, uh, comes back, puts Nakamura through a table and then hits the crossroads. Cody gets the win. Um, my guess is, <laughs> And that, that could kind of be it. I, I, I don't know what they're going to They're not going to keep going really with like, are Cody and Shinsuke going to get a pay-per-view match? Cody's in the rumble. I'm sure Shinsuke is going to be in the rumble. I don't think so. I think this is just to, to carry him through to whatever his feud's going to be leading up to mania post rumble. That's all this was. And I, I'm Brian not here a for it. Brian H. Waters. Did you find an update on Kofi Kingston? Uh, yeah, they just say it was a medical evaluation, but that's all I'm seeing. Got it. I'm curious to see if that means I would think, listen, when you rank the things that happen to wrestlers, mm -hmm. that should have you off of TV for at least two weeks. Yeah. Dip. So, so dip, let me set the scene for you. Okay. Kofi, after getting beaten up outside the ring by Kaiser and the match getting stopped, Kaiser drapes him across the steps. Mm -hmm. So Kofi's now laying with his head, his, his back across the steps. And his head and neck kind of off the, the, the edge of the steps. Kaiser, you think, is leaving. They're escorting him out. And he ends up doing a Braun Strowman-like run around the ring and does a missile drop kick, essentially, into Kofi's head into the stairs. In wrestling terms, that should be goodbye. See you later for a while. Yeah, I mean, he's a tough, he's a, he's a tough cookie, though. I mean, no, I know Kofi is Kofi is resilient, but I would he was carried think, out like he was walking, but you know he had help. It wasn't like you know. I you know what, oh you know what it's him. got you know it's got to be Brian. It's got to be disconnected. Uh, it's got to be a um one of those moments where when Kofi enters the Rumble because we already know Kofi's in the Rumble. Obviously, he's not. Mm. They, they've already talked about the streak. He's going to be in the Rumble. It's going to be one of those things where Kofi beelines for Kaiser when he gets to the Rumble. Oh yeah. It's going to be one of those where they just have it out 
and probably take each other out in the yeah, room. I was say, one, eliminates himself. And that I, I could see that being <laughs> being a thing. It's going to be one of those things where when Kofi comes out, he walks out slowly, glaring. Camera cuts to Kaiser, cuts back to Kofi. Then Kofi dead sprints, slides in, and goes crazy on Kaiser, eliminates him. Maybe then Kaiser, once eliminated, comes back. And when Kofi goes to do his little aerial trick, knocks him off and ruins it. I like that. Yeah. Let's let's sort of let's speculate about who we think we're actually getting surprise wise in the rumble. Ooh, I would love to discuss surprise, surprise speculation. I love speculation on entrance. Great conversation. Um, okay. Let's start with let's start with uh superstars who could be returning who we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. We will start uh we will throw out Brock Lesnar. I think that's a that's a yes. Everyone agree? That could, that could be a number 30 situation. <laughs> How about? Could be a number one situation. Any chance for a John Cena? No. Any, uh, Brian, very small chance? Very small chance. What about The Rock? No. No. Not in the okay. Rumble match. Okay. Okay. Um, but it would be awesome. To see CM Punk and The Rock as the first, last two, <laughs> that'd be something. There'd be a lot of chatter about that. Chata up a storm. To see the two of them face-to-face in the ring. There's so many things you could do, by the way, with The Rock in the Rumble to get him eliminated without it hurting him at all and just have the fun of him getting to be in the Rumble. You, you could do it a million ways. There's The bloodline eliminates him. Roman comes down and does something. There's a lot of things you could do. To, to make it fun. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes on Lesnar. All right. Yeah. So far we just have yes on Lesnar. How about yeah. we could fantasy book it at any, any chance you get a big E return at the Royal rumble. I don't think he's ever, I don't know, man. I don't want to say this, but I, I, I don't, I don't know if you're seeing big E anymore. I, I think we will. I, I, I personally, I personally think we're going to see big E again. I would love to, we need it. We need him. Mm-hmm. Um, um and by the way, the Rumble's a spot. The Rumble's a spot where even if he doesn't make a full return, he could definitely do it. You know what I mean? I would, and I, I would pop big. Yeah. Um, what about Brian, Braun Strowman? Braun Strowman. Yeah. Do we get we Braun do. Strowman, who's been apparently training again? Yeah. That's not Preparing like for a return. Uh, Braun Strowman could be a number 30. Ooh-ah. He's got a new series on, I mean, a new feature on Peacock. That is true. I saw he has a new feature on Peacock. Um, okay. Well, speaking of Peacock, could Matt Camp be in the in the Royal Rumble? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. No, but Meg, Peter could Megan Morant. Uh, no. Um, is Braun still with the company? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's still signed. I, I yeah. there was back and forth with Braun for a while. I, I, I I'm yeah. confused now. Um, are, Brian, are we forgetting any names of people who are like out of action because of like injury and we're waiting for them to come back? Randy's obviously back. Yeah, nobody is that's jumping out. Like we said the big ones. <sighs> All right, so who could be a legend that returns? RVD oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Obvious one we're forgetting who has not been on TV in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, o- Omos will be in the Rumble, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't consider him like returning. He's on house shows and stuff. I know, but he has not done TV in forever. And I you know, know what? And let me just preemptively be annoyed. If if Omos comes back again, doesn't get one elimination, and they just like mm. gang up and toss him out again, it's like, what are we doing, dude? What? Right. Can you at least have the man, if he's going to be in the Rumble, can the man at least eliminate three people? He's a friggin' giant. And, and he's, he's awesome. Spot. He, 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 they don't even last year. I, I, I remember sitting there waiting for him to eliminate someone. Didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and by the way, his spot at the house shows is Ove like Rove. He, he did a, him and MVP were doing a spot where MVP uh, offers to pay someone money. Like they're doing the old school sort of beat the giant. will give you money thing. It's a fun. I love it, that. It, it's I awesome and it works. And it's kind of weird because when you see MVP and 
Omos in person, it works so well, and then they're just not on TV. Um, all right, returning superstar. Who? Where are we at in the era of legends? Like I was watching 2014 or 15, whatever That's a it was. Great question. DDP was still coming back, and and in eight years ago, and could do stuff. I I don't know if DDP could DDP still come back. I mean, I don't think so. I, I think. I, I don't think I, I think that like the best you're going to get is Rey Mysterio. <laughs> well, that doesn't even that that doesn't count. Oh, Rey, oh we, we didn't mention him just now. Rey Mysterio out. He could he could be a return at the Rumble in theory. Yeah. But how serious is Rey's injury? I don't know how uh, how how out Rey really is. I think he's out out. So mm, I don't know. I think we might so, get him. So we so far have not come up with one potential person. We're Ooh, in Brock. Tampa. But Brock, Brock's not a surprise. We expect him to be there. Yeah, I guess. Ronda. We're in Tampa. Ronda in the men's rumble, Troy? Unlikely, but thank you for contributing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't listening. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think we, I mean, I think RVD is always a safe spot. Maybe JBL. Is JBL out? Is JBL, JBL would be fun. He, he, you know what? That's a good, that's a very good one, Brian. He's of an age where he could still absolutely do it. Yeah, we had Booker last year. Mm-hmm. And he said that was his last one. Was I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be Booker around? again. I mean, I was clowning Booker because he was blown up by the time he got to the ring. <laughs> I mean, you said Tampa. We all know who's you know has a bar could it down be? There. <laughs> I mean, who? Hulkamania, baby. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna get some heat for this, but yeah, Hogan. Yo, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what right now. <laughs> We're never going to get a Hulk Hogan match again, right? Mm -hmm. But back in the day, God bless the dead, very advanced in their career in terms of physically where they were. They had Jimmy, Jimmy Snuka and Roddy Piper in the Rumble fighting an MSG, right? Yep. Oh, wait. Why couldn't you have a 70-year-old Hulk Hogan just come <laughs> be? He could do the one. Do you know how crazy... Because these days when they use Hogan, there's never an element of surprise. It's always an advertised thing where he comes out and he's like, let me tell you something about Monday Night Raw, brother. And it's the most, you know, let me tell you about what's coming up next on Barmageddon, brother. You're going to love it. I mean, it's, it's, it's never anything. Wouldn't you love, can you imagine, like, just the two guys I'm on here right now, Dipperstein and Brian Waters, if they were in Tampa at the Rumble and, and in the Rumble real American hit people would lose their minds. It would and be, he came, and he came out in the whole gear and the whole thing. And he did. And he just came out for a second and had one, you know, had a spot and then maybe they ganged up on him and slowly tossed him over the top. You know, let's get it. I think he's really <laughs> like, his body is just physically destroyed. <sighs> well, so I don't know what's one more. What's yeah. one more. <laughs> I know the way he describes his body. I mean, but by the way, it's Hogan terms. So when he describes it, you have to you have to divide it by about 50. He's like, you know, I've had 90 surgeries, brother. <laughs> I've got three different backs. New, new types of medicines that's, you know, natural resources in those right. medicines. So I think he could be fine. I mean, you know, I've never seen him in person in a wrestling capacity. And I'll be at the Rumble, so I'll be. <sighs> I'll mark out like crazy. Oh, people would, people would lose it, man. That would be mm -hmm. super. And it is Tampa. <laughs> it has to get discussed. I, d here's my question. And maybe we'll hear from someone listening right now who will text text me or dip later and say either, yes, it's been discussed or no, you're both psychos. But I wonder whether it at least gets tossed out as a conversation. Absolutely. When they, right. When they go to that list of where's the city where the rumble is, you know, you go back to 2019, 2020, you go back to 2020, right before the pandemic, MVP came back. Why? They were in Houston. It, it was that simple. It was like, we're in Houston. No, they all live in Tampa. Ex exactly. But so it's who is capable of the, of the alder cockers that, that live in Tampa. Who is I physically think, I, capable? I, I think there's an alder cocker list for sure that they're going through right now. And they're right? Saying, yeah. They're saying, you know, which alder cocker can get out there, get out there and get tossed over lightly. Right. Can, can they do it? Like, can honky tonk man handle this? You know, can can Brian Knobs get do this? Like, can can Brutus Beefcake? A absolutely not. Yeah, Valentine. You can see Valentine. <laughs> Double clothesline for the Dream Team out well, of the Rumble. 
but by the way, we're thinking of the wrong generation, right? Like we should be thinking about who from the early 2000s have we not seen who could come back? Gangrel. We've seen Gangrel semi recently. Yeah. You know? Orlando by the way, back? by the way, can Edge come back? Is enough enough? I mean, he'd be <laughs> yeah. better off. <laughs> the way he's, doing. I mean, he's having matches with mid carters on collision. Can Edge just come back by now, for God's sake? <laughs> enough is enough it's time for a change so so lastly let's close it out we've made zero progress is there any good potential i mean i guess everyone would fantasy dream that it's going to be mjf i i i that's not where i'm putting my money so is there is there any other name of a deal that could be up like anything okada is does anyone (laughs) speculate that's possible I believe his contract is up like either now or middle of January. So that was been a lot of speculation about that. Where's Kenny Omega's contract? He made the middle of a deal. Now he's injured did, too. Yeah. But I said, did his get pushed back because of injury? It's possible. I Cause I, I could see now in this new, the true, true triple H era of wrestling. I could see someone like Kenny Omega getting a shot who maybe before there'd be other voices like who gives a shit about Kenny Omega. Those voices might not be there anymore. And triple H is like, I give a shit. That would be cool. Like there are, there are wrestling fans who would pop to see that. Oh my God. If Kenny Omega showed up, listen to us. We're, we're saying crazy thing. I mean, that's what the Royal Rumble's for though. And it's hard to speculate. I, I mean, otherwise I don't know, you know, who the realistic fun, you know, oh, surprise is. Could it be powers of pain? I mean, in, in your, in your wishes and your dreams, yeah. If you had to choose one member of Powers of Pain, what are your who, which one would it be? I think Barb. You think you're on a first syllable basis with him? Yeah, I think I think I'd like to see Barb. Wow. You know, I, I think he's he's. I would I would say that Barb is the is the Michaels of the and warlords <laughs> that Jeanette by a close second. Wow, of, that is of, a, the, of pop. Oh, that is a really really sad sad take. What do we think about the the sorry to switch gears? What do we think about the Carrion Cross authors of pain situation? Well, you 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 uh, teased it last week, and and we got it on Friday. You tell me. What do you what do you think? Mm, I I don't know. I I don't know how they fit together. I'm going to have to be told a story about how how you know Carrion Cross and Scarlet fit with AOP and Paul Ellering. To me, it's not quite making sense yet. So I'm going to need a, a a a bigger picture of of how that how that's going to work. Did you What's did their you connection? See, yeah, I don't know, but just that they like kind of are similar and could go like they could go. Uh, did you did you see Jinder Mahal uh, get some more action last night? Getting into it with Seth Rollins? No, I didn't see that yet. Yeah, there's a Jinder Rollins segment where it looks like Jinder Mahal, I guess, is going to at least at least play like you know temporary foil for Seth Rollins potentially. I'm happy about Rumble that. Match. Your Rumble title match right there. Oh, I guess you're right. Because Rollins isn't going to be in the Rumble. So there you go. You can get gender. That would be a cool way to get gender back into a legitimate spot. Yeah. I, I think it's because we bigged him up so hard was, on the podcast. I was last say week. That. He was put over well right here last week. Yeah. I, I think that's the reason why. Um, now, here's an important question we have to ask. And it's a tough question. And I mean that. Everybody with a pulse loves our truth. And the stuff that our truth is doing with the Judgment Day is really funny and entertaining. However, it's sort of the only thing happening with the Judgment Day right now in a real way. Is that worrisome in terms of it meaning like things have just run their course for the Judgment Day? Mm, I think it's a very fair question. Nothing really developed out of that Tommaso Ciampa match last night between he and Damian Priest. They have to figure out how to use the briefcase to interfere in the relationship. So, um, yeah, Dom doesn't really have a feud right now. Rhea Ripley's sort of in between. She's going to have, there's going to be a Nia Jax. It looks like Nia Jax now and, and, and Rhea will have some something or other. Okay. And uh, yeah, there's really no nothing going on with Finn and Damian Priest. So you're right. You're not wrong. It's a very good it, observation. Well, it's 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 
you love to see, I love seeing truth on TV and man, the, the segment they did yesterday and Dom and Nick Mysterio was hilarious and I, I, I loved it. But when you get to the point where the main thing you're doing with a faction is comedic, it sort of maybe tells you like, there's not a ton left right now for them to do. I'd love to see Dom in a meaningful story with someone. Um, and you're right. That briefcase where are we also getting to that time of when the briefcase becomes an albatross, you know, and it's just been sitting there for too long. It already feels like it has. He came out with it last night. It was in his hand. I'm like, Oh God, he still has that. What are we doing with this? That's, that's how I felt. So funny. That's how I felt last night. And, and then like JD McDonough, like, just sort of in the end kind of ended up in the judgment day, but not in the judgment day. I knew that wasn't going to amount to anything, but it's weird. Cause he's still there. You would have thought it faded he's or in it. like he's in it, but he's not in the shirts. Like he is not on the shirts. They have right. not added a JD. They've done 38 different, different versions of a judgment day shirt. Not one of them has JD McDonough on it, but he's there every time you see that you see them. It's interesting. Yeah, I know. He must be someone's buddy. You're sensing buddy vibes? No, yeah. Big buddy vibe. Um, all right. Let's uh let's take a little bit of uh, mailbag action here. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Mail. Marcus writes us and says, I was listening to the episode on January 5th and you guys were throwing out ideas of how to book mania. I want to throw out an idea that sparked from your convo. One, Royal Rumble. During the four-way championship match, Rock comes out and costs Roman the title which sets up their non-title match at Mania. Roman doesn't take the pin in this, but either Knight or Styles does, and Orton becomes the new champ. Cody wins the Rumble match, which now sets up a Master vs. Student match at Mania. Like Dip said a couple weeks back, Cody's story is to win the title, not necessarily beat Roman for it or main event WrestleMania. Two, Elimination Chamber. Chamber match happens to determine Seth's challenger, which, of course, Punk wins, setting up their match. This leaves the WWE in a good spot to give you the Bloodline Dream match and also have two title changes. Let me know what you think at Stay Mage, Marcus. I think it's a pretty solid plan. 
I don't hate it. I like the idea. I like the idea of Punk winning the Rumble, though, more than I do the Elimination Chamber. And and by the way, it makes the Royal Rumble less special when you have if, if the stip for Elimination Chamber is that the winner goes on to challenge for the title as well. Like, I don't that opportunity is given once a year and that's at the Royal Rumble. You know, except it's not. It's twice a year and also the Elimination Chamber. I don't I think it really diminishes the Rumbles. You know, returns. What you can do at least to to fix the story as you saw it is just switch it and have Punk win the Rumble and Cody win the Elimination Chamber. Okay. Maybe that's how we get to the triple threat, ultimately, is that Cody wins the Elimination Chamber and Nick Aldis decides that he's going to be in the title picture as well as a result. Um, Brian Mann mentioned to me that he really thinks Rock Roman is better without the title. I don't agree. I feel like that's overthinking it a bit. I agree. I, 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 that's no. You, uh, I know. need the title on that one. I guess the idea, my guess is, it's hard for me to understand what the internet is ever thinking, but my guess is what people are saying would be, if the title's involved, everybody knows The Rock won't win, so don't have the title involved, so you don't know. Right. I am of the belief big matches are made bigger with the big title involved. Agreed. That's, I have no problem with The Rock competing for the title. And I think a lot of people forget how valuable that title, how much that title actually means to Roman. Like, if he loses, he's going to become a menace. And The Rock coming after that, as well as the head of the table, it would mean something to him. You know, right now, Roman's laughing him off. But if The Rock said, no, I'm coming for you, your most prized possession, now we got we cook it. Well, and think about it like this. The, the quote-unquote head of the table, even mm-hmm. in kayfabe terms, is still just talk. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even within, like, put ourselves in WWE world. Yeah. Head of the table still doesn't mean anything. It's just a thing <laughs> he says. Right. The only thing that truly says something is that championship. Exactly. That, that is the thing. Otherwise, like, yeah, but Rock, Rock could really say he's the head of the table in one sentence. Like, bro, I'm the Rock. You're Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. You're not head of nothing with if I'm alive. You're nothing. Like, what? I'm the Rock. It's really just a conversation <laughs> but that title you got to have that title thank you thank you <laughs> is, is that is that really an is, is are there a lot of people saying the title shouldn't be involved yes it's very ridiculous yo people really people i'm finding are really overthinking a lot of things like mm-hmm. the perth thing is the best example <laughs> yes i mean bruh <laughs> So, so Brian's a very funny guy, not this Brian, Brian Mann, my, uh, mm-hmm. our friend, because he's really knowledgeable about wrestling. Very smart guy when it comes to wrestling, but he's also very internet heavy. So he is a combination of both of those things. Like his, he has his own mind for it, which is really good, but he does also get caught up in what everyone's saying. So he hit me too with the, yo, Perth is going to be crazy. I was like, it's not going to be Perth, bro. What? Just because everyone decided on Twitter it's going to be Perth (laughs) and then gave some fakakta story about the they asked. Let me clear this up for a second. If that whole story, and if I'm wrong, Brian Waters, jump in and and stop me. I believe a major piece of the rock to Perth story was the tourism board of Australia or something asked for the rock. Guys, do you remember when the powers that be in Saudi Arabia were asking for wrestlers who had been dead for 10 years. <laughs> yep. Like whatever the foreign country asks for on a list does not determine what a huge storyline and multi-year payoff situation is going to be. So unless they saw some sort of artwork that was official, which no one did, I refuse to believe that something as important as the rock returning, even though elimination chamber is going to be awesome. They're going to sell a ton of tickets in Perth. It's going to do great, but I believe the starting time for the show is 8 a.m. Is that right? Uh, no, I think it is. Eight, eight. What time is it in Perth, Australia? The current time as we record this at 12 noon is 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. So they're 13 hours ahead. 
All right, five thirty a.m. is kicks off Australian. Five thirty p.m. Australian time. Um, it says it kicks off. Yeah, five thirty p.m. Australian time. That's what time it kicks off. That's look if that's four thirty in the morning. There you go. Four now we don't know what kicks off means, right? Like that could be the yeah. beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. TV could be let's say seven. If TV is seven p.m. Perth time, that is six a.m. U.S. time. That means your main event is eight thirty a.m. You know what I mean? Like I, I just. We've been waiting all these years. And and it, and not only is it The Rock, it's Roman. Both of these things together, which are held in such esteem in WWE, are going to happen at Elimination Chamber. I just don't think it's needed. I think you can have a huge show for Perth that makes the Elimination Chamber much bigger than it has been previously that is not blowing what just screams headline of WrestleMania. Like I just main event. It could potentially be, like you said, biggest main event. They said 38 was the most stupendous WrestleMania. This tops that because we've never seen it before. Two dream match, two generations. Yeah, I saw O'Shea Jackson was on with um Busted Open and mm-hmm. said this would be the biggest main event of all time. Mm-hmm. Rock Roman. It's an interesting conversation, right? Oh, yeah. It's a very, it's, it's a, that's an interesting debate. And those always come down to like where you are in wrestling, how you felt, you know, because like for some people, it'll never be bigger than Hogan Andre. That's the thing. For me, it'll never, for me, it can't eclipse Hogan Andre. Mm-hmm. Um, A, here would be my argument. And I, and I could argue for a couple, right? I, I would mm-hmm. argue Hogan Andre, tough to beat. Mm-hmm. Hogan Rock. Yeah. Tough to beat. Rock Austin. Tough to beat. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are several that make it super difficult. But the reason I would go with... It, honestly, it, you can't even have the argument. I'm sorry, you just can't. Because it's an impossible thing to say. Because we, we're not having this match if, Rock, if, if Hogan Andre doesn't happen. That's the thing, too. So what are the ramifications of this match going to be? It may be breathtaking. And it may cap off the biggest mania weekend of all time. But I got news for y'all. It's going to be the biggest mania weekend of all time, no matter who headlines at this point. That's just where the business is. Like, that's, I just truly believe between all the stars... Between two nights of WrestleMania, between a city like Philadelphia, number 40, like there's a lot of things at play here that will make it the biggest. And I still don't know if I would take one individual match from this card, if it's the main event, and say that would make it bigger than Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant who to this day, you could argue, 37 years later, are still the two most synonymous names in history with professional wrestling. You could argue that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Roman doesn't even have an argument. Love Roman. I'm sorry to all the... Uh, everyone who puts their one... The, the, the throws their ones up no matter where they are. I'm sorry to tell you this. Roman's name has not yet reached Hulk Hogan or Andre the Giant's name. That hasn't happened. Or The Rocks. Or The Rock. No, The Rock is the only one you could argue. Yeah. So The Rock may be. You could argue The Rock's name is as synonymous. But it's funny. Even though The Rock is more famous than Hulk Hogan, is he more synonymous with wrestling? No, because like, all right. When I worked at Johns Hopkins, I remember sitting there a conversation with my coworker who was born in 94. And when I said something about The Rock, she said, he used to wrestle? I said, are you kidding me? She said, was he good? I said, The Rock is 16 to, I mean, six-time WWE champion. Yes, he's good. And it was, it was like, you're in music, telling my kids that Will Smith used to rap. Right. 
you know, or or L O Cool J used to rap. They wouldn't right. it, they wouldn't grasp. And that's what The Rock is. He's become such a movie star that there's a whole generation that's never seen him wrestle or never even knew he wrestled. You would never say that about Hogan or Andre. That's it's it's such a great it's such a great point. And 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 it's just uh the rock for people will will always end the argument because he's such a big star. And I and I get it. I do. But the truth is right now, if you were trying to explain to someone that you like professional wrestling and they hit you with that ridiculous question, oh, do you mean like, you know, amateur wrestling? <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> what? what kind of weirdo am I? Mm-hmm. If you were trying to explain it with a person, you would say, you know, Hulk Hogan. You would not go pro wrestling, you know, The Rock. You wouldn't do that. Andre the Giant, he's an interesting one too, because like he was an actual worldwide sort of myth and like, you know, the eighth wonder of the world is sort of an apropos nickname for Andre. Anyways, Rock Roman is going to be fantastic. And I will be incredibly geeked for it to happen. And I I believe and hope it will be at WrestleMania. But the reason old fogies like me exist are to remind you, ain't nothing new under the sun. And as big as you think The Rock and Roman will be, just know that Hulk and Andre, it reshaped the... the the whole business as we know it. That 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 slam? You telling me there's going to be a moment? Are we going to get a moment in this match? That's I is iconic as that hard cam shot of Hogan slamming Andre. Yeah, I don't Superman know. Superman punch. <laughs> when Roman hits the rock with the Superman punch. Is that going to be? That's the, <laughs> it's going to be on all the uh, vignettes and promo yeah. packages moving forward. Yeah, it, I mean, I'm sure they're going to, the next week, they'll put it right in the new uh, intro to the show. But it's <laughs> it's a high standard, you know, yeah. uh, greatest WrestleMania main event of all time. But it, I'll tell you one thing, I'm here for it. And the fact that we're having a conversation about it is shocking. I'm still in shock. The fact that, yo, you really got to give Nick Khan and Triple H their props. The fact that we're sitting here heading into WrestleMania season, the start of the season is two weeks away. And we are fantasy booking The Rock and CM Punk. In addition to the fact that Cody is the biggest, most over straight ahead baby face in years. Plus, you got this Judgment Day, Rhea Ripley, who is she's becoming the next star of women's wrestling as we send out our well wishes to Charlotte Flair, who had her surgery last week. What a time, man. What a friggin' time to be a wrestling and, fan. And free agency. You, you talked about people who could show up. There's still the Mercedes Monet for the women's side. Now, we did not get into the women's speculation. Obviously, that will be the number one speculation. Mm-hmm. And nobody knows because... The, the rumor going around is she was talking to WWE and it fell apart and now she's going to go to AEW. But also, wouldn't that be the perfect way to paint things if you wanted her to come back to WWE? Yes! <laughs> exactly. And does anybody know what, uh, you know, Trinity's situation is with TNA? Mm-hmm. You know, she got a championship match this week and, you know, there's... Rumors that, you know, they in talks that her coming back. We all know they've done business with TNA before. So, shoot, she come there with the title or without the title. That, that, is, that is a very, very good point. Uh, Brian wrote us and said, male. His subject was Cody Wodes, The Walk, etc. And then he said, Phil Brooks. But no, we're not doing that anymore. We're no longer baby you're talking. You're reading it, though. You got to, you're paying homage to the reader. <laughs> um, Let's see, let's see. Oh, Robert with a big message here. 
male. He says, Dip is right. Tank top rock is possible. Come on, guys. Stone Cold wore a shirt in his main event versus Kevin Owens only a few years ago. And before that, he was shirtless and in excellent shape on his TV show only a month before. Stone Cold, to my knowledge, has, knowledge, has never, ever wrestled in a shirt in WWE previously. Also unrelated, but Dip's best take in years is Jinder Mahal stuff this week. Dude looks like a million bucks, has a great entrance and theme, can easily rattle 20 people on the roster, rattle off 20 people on the roster he should be above. Yeah, I mean, I think we all agree with that take. He's the man. Uh, Gary writes us. Male. Says the ringer is overthinking WrestleMania a thousand percent. One, Rock drops his promo on Raw to open the year. Does not say Roman's name. Two, Rock does something at Royal Rumble to further the story with Roman. Three, Rock does something at Elimination Chamber to further the story with Roman. Four, match at WrestleMania. I'm not trying to book the card. I'm just trying to think about theater logic. Act one, act two, et cetera. With a life, with I love you. Thank you for everything you do. I agree. Lot, a lot, a lot of overthinking that we're all doing. Now, real quick, um, Troy the Goy had said, he sent a, a text before the show saying he had something that he needed to work out on the show. I need some advice from wise folk like you. Really wonder where this is going to go, but you know, Troy has expressed himself. You never know. It's before, about a woman. Well, uh, of course it is. Before Troy says anything, I'm sorry Dip isn't here anymore to have this conversation, but at least Brian Waters is here. I need the peckerheads to know. Those of you who love Troy and those of you who think he's a psychotic lunatic, I need you guys to know this man sent out a Christmas card like a family does. He sent out a family Christmas card with just him and random women on it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Are you people listening? You've listened for like 50 some minutes and I'm giving you the gem <laughs> of the podcast right now. I opened up the card and it's Troy. Now keep in mind, I get a stack of these Fakakta cards from all my friends with kids. They have the picture with the dog and the kids. It's become really big over the years. It's, they're easy to print up. People are really into them. And everyone loves collecting garbage around the holidays. <laughs> so you look at it for one second and you go, oh my God, my friend's family. That's so nice. Okay. Anyways, some are better than others, but this one took the cake. It's a picture of a single 20 something year old man. The main picture, Brian, is Troy just front and center with some woman. I don't know. I mean, it's not his girlfriend. It's just one of the women that he knows. It's, yo, it was mind blowing. <laughs> Never in my, yo, you have reinvented. You have people spend an entire lifetime. I spend every day wondering, how am I going to do things differently in media that no one else has done? How am I going to take a step that no one else has taken? Troy, you have done something no one else in society has done. <laughs> you sent out a single man's Christmas card with just you and random chicks on it. Bravo, sir. I don't know if you're crazy <laughs> or genius or both, but I've never seen it. You've done something. Consider yourself lucky that you finally made the cut this year. Yes. Little do you know that I've been doing this for about six years straight. The same exact <laughs> formula, just me and the women of my life. Every time it's it's other it's women on the card. Do you ever include men? I want to see what this looks like. <laughs> there are yes, it's usually like some group photos. I debated putting my male best friend. Actually, I think I did put my male best friend on the card this year because I wanted to balance out the men and women distribution. <laughs> and why did you start sending these cards six years ago? When you how old are you now, Troy? Twenty eight. So when you were 22 years old, yeah, why did you start sending out the family Christmas card? A couple of reasons. I love spreading Christmas cheer. People love receiving mail. And there's just something really intentional that I get fulfillment out of, out of picking the photos, building the card, going to CVS to get the cards, writing out every single address. And it becomes a thing. People get excited now because every year I have to ask them, 
what's your address? They give me the address and they say, oh, Christmas card's coming. Can't wait. So the people love it. It, that I, I listen. I enjoyed it. I popped for it. All right. So, what is the what is the dilemma you wanted to ask about today? Well, it's a perfect segue because it's actually about women and Christmas. Okay. So, I was dating this girl casually for about a month or so. I'm at her place in Boston, December twentieth ish. We had said that we would get each other some small Christmas presents because I I'd known her for a while. So. On December 20th, she sends me with three small wrapped Christmas presents that I was going to put under my tree to open on December 25th. On December 23rd, she dumps me via text. I am a notoriously late Christmas shopper, so I had not gotten her any gifts yet. So she dumps me on the 23rd. I did not open the presents on the 25th, and I still have these presents unopened and I'm not sure what to do with them. What's the bigger F you to her for dumping me? Is it sending her back the Christmas presents unopened, or is it opening them, keeping them, and not giving her anything in return because she doesn't deserve it? Natalie just yelled, open them right now. (laughs) On the pod. Yeah, she says open them now. Um, This is a really... Now I said, why are we wasting time? Uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about what the real answer is here, Natalie, besides just open them on the pod. How many gifts did she give you? Three small ones. Three small ones. Yeah. Natalie, hold on. Natalie's coming over here now. The lurker is okay. here. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> She's back. Let's open them. Come on. Let's have some fun. Let's open them. Who cares? She dumped you. Yada, yada. Let's open the gifts. Let's see what's up. It's not a horrible idea. Uh, you know what? I've got them right here. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. he's got, he's got. <laughs> Yes. All right. He's going to get the gifts right now. Troy is picking up the gifts under his miniature tree. First of all, I I commend you from for waiting this long to open. I feel like I would have opened them pre Christmas. Yeah. Well, remember, psychopaths are usually very patient. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have three gifts. I think I know what this one is. All right, he's he is opening up. It looks it's like, like a chocolate. Looks like a small brown packaging, like yeah, yep, like almost yep, the size yep. of Monopoly money. It's a dark chocolate bar of which I'm a huge fan from Pike Place in Seattle. All right, now is this, that like a, this? Is that is that a is that a thing? But, it's useful. He likes it. He's a fan of right. It. But is that place like a thing? That kind of chocolate, like a. So she is a flight attendant, and so she flies. All right, around right, the right. world. The and so she goes to, she went to Seattle. Right. She got but me yo, a chocolate bar one right time. Now, this second one that he's opening looks like a king size chocolate bar. Let me be clear. <laughs> <laughs> Do a buddy pass? As a what guy? do we got? Like, we got socks. We got frog oh. socks, baby. Oh, frog socks. <laughs> oh, yeah. You see that? Yo, How about my that? Man, wow. My man Troy dodged a bullet with this breakup. So far, wow. I got a chocolate Enjoy. bar and some socks. This is trash. <laughs> but frog oh socks, God. come on. I know they're frog right. socks, but either way, these ne- this Animal. next package is like it could be boxers too. She get it could be boxers and socks. No, 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 no. I think I know what this is. Oh, looks like a book, a calendar of some sort. It's it's a little. Oh, it's a book of uplifting quotes. <laughs> no, you want a quote? <laughs> yeah, okay, it's. Give a- us a quote. Give us a quote. First page. Okay. Go. From Robert Frost. Ah. The best way out is always through. Wow. It's true. How fitting. Wow. It's true. Yo, listen, man. Look at the bright side, Troy. You you would have felt like if she had given you some amazing gift, you would have been like, damn, I really lost a real one. She copped all of those at one. Uh, what are the what are the stores called again at the airport? No, what are the airport stores called? Oh, Hudson. Yes. <laughs> she, she went into one Hudson News and, and copped your whole Christmas. <laughs> Look on the bright side. At least she overpaid for each one of those things. Well, yeah, that's true. But the frog I, socks, you're gonna wear. I'm happy these. with these. I'm putting them on right now. Wow, good for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Troy the Goy. Well, well, I'm happy for you because look, right now you could be looking into your future, except you know you and the. Look at the lurking. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to have a woman lurking on my podcast. I know, I know. Can you believe it? Uh, all right, guys, we appreciate you all being here so much. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. I did, in fact, guess what? I did finally make contact with. It doesn't matter. 
Nope. I did finally make contact with the mouth of the South, baby. So, so one of these days soon, you're going to turn on the pod and it's going to be the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. When is it going to happen? We don't know. I got to call him actually today because I was given his phone number and I asked if I could text and I was told Jimmy does not do text. He does phone. I said, well, you know what? He's the mouth of the South, not the fingers of the South. So it, it makes sense. Am I right? Uh, we appreciate you guys all very, very much. Uh, Brian Waters, Troy the Goy, thank you. Uh, SGG, wherever you're at, have fun on your trip. Stay mage, everyone. Enjoy yourself. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Bret Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mage. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.